Joe Biden is KO'd by the teleprompter once again a couple of times. Investments are becoming tough to come by, in Cal- but California has given me an idea on what to invest in. And Star Wars gets a reboot. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Well, not too much news today. Definitely not enough to go in, go in and play the songs, but there is a little bit. Um, Donald Trump, uh, grand, the grand jury for Donald Trump is not going to convene today. They canceled it. And I'm beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wonder. This is apparently a really weak case. And I'm beginning to wonder if they're going to withdraw this, that this whole thing could be over. So, I don't know. We're going to have to see. I mean, Alvin Bragg is, you know, he ran on indicting Trump. I don't think he even ran on convicting him. But the backlash that he's getting is pretty extreme. I mean, the the House wants to call him to testify as to where they got the money to waste on such a, on such a scam especially when crime is just rampant in New York. But it's whatever. I don't think it's coming down this week if it is going to come down at all. But we'll have to see. Okay, let's get to our first story. Um, Old Joe Biden, he's getting worse. So he did a couple of uh, speeches yesterday. And let's just say they went a little bit probably less than well. Now, the good news for him is it's stuff like this that could get him elected in 2024. It sounds weird. Wait until we listen to some of this stuff because I do have some comments about this, and I think some of this is important. Um, here he is announcing the opening of a new national monument. The problem is this monument has a Native American name, and this is you knew this was going to be a tough one for old Joe. Let's listen. First. I'm proud to use my authority under the Antiquities Act to establish the, and I I want you to know it's a big deal, the (laughs) Havanaqua May. I'm I'm having trouble. Thank you. I got it. Gee, and everyone wonders why he won't answer questions from the press. You know, this is not necessarily his fault, but the reality is his handlers should be handling, one of their tasks should be to make sure he knows how to pronounce the monument that he signed for and he's now presenting. You'd think it would, I'm going I'm gonna to blame the handlers. I'm not even going to blame Joe Trump on this one. Maybe it was a tough name. The other thing, just a little commentary on this, I am so sick and tired of this administration always having to always having to just give back land that we rightfully won. Now here's the thing. I understand. For example, there was a big controversy about the about the national monument. The uh, not the national monument, but um, Mount Rushmore because I guess one group of Indians owned it. But the history of the land where the Rush, Mount Rushmore is, is planted actually is recorded in American history. And we know that another group of Indians 
took over that land from the other land. Everyone acts like there was no war between the Indians and other Indian tribes, that this land was owned by, I think the Mount Rushmore was Lakota Indians, and the Lakota Indians took it from Apaches or something. I, I can't remember the exact, um, the exact tribe. But the fact of the matter is we know the Lakota Indians actually defeated another tribe of Indians on that land. And then what did they do to those Indians? They killed them or, or enslaved them. Took their land, killed them, enslaved them. And no one knows that. No one talks about that. That the Indians were not the peaceful group that just lived off the land and ate bugs and crap like that. So it annoys me that, we keep, that this administration, and Obama administration does it too, and the left does it too. It's only the Americans that have conquered. Nobody else has conquered anywhere. So it's just, it absolutely amazes me. But here, well, it, that wasn't the only gaffe yesterday. Here's Joe Biden struggling with reading. You know, why does a president need to read anyway? It's overrated. Uh, what's worse, it's a poem. So it's not like he can kind of make some things up as it goes. So again, Joe Biden has to read. And you can see in his face, he can't see the teleprompter. <laughs> so it's pretty hysterical. So let's listen to this. Richard Blanco uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and me. A poem, one today, it says, And always one moon like a silent drum tapping at every rooftop and every window on every, in, of every county, country. Let me start this over again. <laughs> I'm getting so intimidated by being here. <laughs> and always one moon like a silent drum tapping on every rooftop and every window of one country, county, county, all of us facing the stars. Hope, a new constellation waiting for us to map it, waiting for us to name it together. Yeah, good for him. Don't need to read. It's not a big deal. You know, in both videos, what really gets me is the audience is laughing at him. In both videos, they're even trying to help him a little bit. This poor old bastard can't get words out of his mouth. And people laugh at him. Now, if I had said our president is senile and shouldn't be president, I'd be called an ableist. But these people who are all his allies, they laugh at him. So, But here's a little commentary on this. Yes, Joe Biden is senile. Yes, he's messed up in Afghanistan. Yeah, he's screwing up with China, Russia, Ukraine, Iran, Israel, Saudi Arabia, North Korea. Yeah, we have a border crisis, a debt crisis, a crime crisis, a homelessness crisis, a banking crisis, an inflationary, inflationary spiral. spiral. And are facing, a are facing a recession and we have a fentanyl crisis thanks to his border crisis. But you know what? I hate to say this, but this old man could win 2024. The deader Joe Biden appears, the more senile he appears, the more attractive he will be to some people, especially independents. Especially if Trump and DeSantis go after each other, which they are, they are still seeing this guy as harmless. Forget that he dumped like $10 trillion into the economy and has caused inflation. He's not harmless. He's not running the country. 
His people are running the country. That makes him not harmless. Heck, he's still leading in the polls against DeSantis and Trump. How could this old man be leading in the polls against DeSantis and Trump? Now, yeah, you, you, you take polls with a grain of salt because polls are not right most of the time, but the fact that he is ahead is disturbing. Here's my advice, and this is not advice from my brilliant mind. This is advice that comes from a lot of conservatives that they should be listening to. If Republicans want to win in 2024, they're going to have to stop attacking each other and start attacking Joe Biden and his failures. And then discuss the differences between the candidates. So Trump and DeSantis, they're way up ahead of each other. There's nobody else that's going to challenge them. But they need to attack Joe Biden. When someone asks me what I think about Trump, I'll say, well... Yeah, well, Trump's got his issues. I have my differences with Trump, but Joe Biden is doing this and this and this. And this is how I would handle things. And I think this is how Trump would handle things. And explain the differences. There are enough things to go off on Trump. And yes, I'm a DeSantis fan. I like Trump. If Trump wins the nomination, I'll vote for him. But I've got a, I'm part of a conservative base. I'm just open to other people. Everything this old man has done has failed. Everything he has touched has turned to crap. And yet nobody, everyone is not seeing the picture. And Trump continues to attack DeSantis. DeSantis may have committed an ill-advised interview. We're not really sure when this interview happened, but he was talking to Piers Morgan and he attacked Trump. Now, uh, chances are that interview was done a few weeks ago and it was just being released but the fact is attack Biden he did go after Trump he did talk down Trump not in a bad way but stop attacking each other go after Biden now that might be easier said than done for DeSantis because he hasn't declared yet and he does have to be careful he can't just go out and start running without declaring but you get you go you see where i'm going okay well california uh the economy is very unstable these days as i said in the introduction so you may be looking for investing into something california has given us something to invest in it's here it is here's the big secret it's not insider trading like nancy nancy's probably already already invested in this u-haul Invest in U-Haul. I think you'll make a mint. The city that is most unstable, of course, in California is San Francisco. So the good news with San Francisco, outside of I don't live there, is the city council spends more time virtue signaling than passing laws that would actually fix things, like their high taxes, their cost of living, their homelessness, their quality of bad quality of life. Their crime, homelessness, and their drug use. They don't they don't deal with any of that stuff. Okay. But they got some things that are going on up there. Okay, I should have talked about this two weeks ago, but I wanted to see what the San Francisco City Council was gonna do uh, before I actually talked about it because this is so crazy that I did not think there was any way this could pass the city council. Um 
here's so that is slavery reparations and the city council has passed it now this stuff is insane here are the details every eligible black adult in san francisco would receive a payment of five million dollars elimination of personal debt and tax burdens there would be a guarantee of annual income of $97,000, forget this, 250 years. And it would give eligible blacks the ability to purchase a home in San Francisco for $1. This bill would cost trillions of dollars. And when asked, the people, um, the city council said, well, it's not our, we just vote for it. It's not our responsibility to see where the money comes from. When asked, how does a black person qualify? Um, they say, well, that's not really our thing. We just pass this. Basically, the city is, is virtue signaling. This is not something I would take seriously. I don't think this is going anywhere. I think reality always wins. But there are other things that these folks don't really realize. Well, they may realize it, but they may not care. First off, who, what race has the highest population in Sacramento? In Sacramento, San Francisco. It's the Asian community. The Asian community is the one. So people of color are going to be paying off reparations for other people of color. And how much is that, by the way? That's $600,000 per family is what they're saying. Now, there are a couple other issues here. Like, I don't know, California was never a slave state. So I'm not really sure where they're coming. Now, so that's good for them. Yeah, go, go for that. It's a virtue signal. It's not going to go anywhere. Nobody's going to sign off on this. Nobody, they don't have the money for this. There's no way they can deal with this. But it shows you... With all the other crap they have in San Francisco, they still have time to virtue signal. Okay, here's another here's another issue. According to Fox News, the Bay Area Quality Management District in San Francisco, which oversees air pollution and emission emissions regulations for the nine counties surrounding San Francisco, green-lighted amendments to regulations Wednesday evening related to the eliminating uh, re related to eliminating, speaking of not being able to read from a teleprompter, nitrogen oxide emissions from natural gas furnaces and water heaters in the region. The action all, the action requires all commercial and residential furnaces and water heaters to be elected electric by 2027. So, I, again, more virtue signaling. Here, here's, here's the thing. The left, they would really like to take us back into the 1800s where we have nothing. We don't have hot water. We don't have stoves that work. We ha are actually running things on electricity. Of course, what they don't quite realize, you know how much electricity furnaces and water he heaters used? Use a ton. Do you think our electrical grid is going to be upgraded by 2027? And then they want to ban electric, they want to ban gas powered cars so that we have to actually plug in our cars into the electrical grid. Where do you think we're going to get all this electricity? Well, A, we're not. 
because our grid is so old, it's just going to blow the power. And B, where does the current electricity come from? Gas-powered, oil-powered generation. It's absolutely insane. So if you like cold showers, enjoy it, San Francisco. Of course, half of the San Francisco uh, population up there is homeless, so they don't even take showers. Okay, and finally, crime. We've talked about crime. That's a huge problem in San Francisco. Do you think the media might cover up this cover this real problem up there instead of worrying about gas stoves and water heaters and whether or not blacks get? Of course they don't. But CNN might start. Correspondent for CNN, Quinn Law, was in town to report on rampant street crime. So good for her. Of course, she was probably going to lower it out, lower it up. When she discovered that a rental car had been broken into and she had security guards on hand to watch the vehicle. Well, that's great. What the hell were these guys doing that they had security watching the vehicle and they still got it broken into? It also leads me to wonder the question, um, were the security guards doing anything? So she tweeted, quote, got robbed again at Jason K. CNN and I were at a city hall in San Francisco to do an interview for CNN. We had security to watch our rental car and crew car. These did this in under four seconds. Security stopped the jerks from stealing other bags. But seriously, this is ridiculous. Well, I mean, she's right. But instead of doing puff pieces on how San Francisco is really woke, why don't they cover what's really happening over there? They won't. And that's not all, that's not all the problems San Francisco has. Uh, in matter of fact, California, forget San Francisco. So you may have heard that California is just getting beaten down by storms. It's one storm after another. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure, but it's pouring right now. And... Uh, it, it's it's supposed to rain for another two days, and then we're supposed to have a storm next week. It, 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 it's just been constant rain. Well, California has always had a water problem. Water shortages, droughts, because we get years where it just pours rain. And then we'll go five, four or five years without rain, or enough rain to really keep up with our water needs. And we'll go into emergency drought preparation where we can't water our plants or anything. But the problem is, when we get rain like this, our infrastructure is so old. Our infrastructure never seems to get... uh, During these drought years, you would think our government, and this goes specifically to Gavin Newsom, who's been in office now five years... You'd think they'd upgrade our infrastructure so that when we get the opportunity to get rain, they would actually, they would actually be ready for it, and we'd we'd be able to recover the water that is coming from the skies. Yeah, well, they don't. So apparently, um, California is dumping about twenty thousand gallons of water a minute into the ocean because the infrastructure cannot handle it. And I'm going to tell you what's going to end up happening. I'm going to put on my psychic hat. What's going to happen is they're going to sit there and say, yeah, we couldn't handle the rain, so we're going to need to upgrade our infrastructure. 
which means we're going to need to spend another $10 billion on infrastructure, which means we need to raise water prices. And then when they get the money to raise, get the money that was raised, California is going to throw more regulations on them, and then they're never going to get the infrastructure updated so that five years later, when it starts raining again, they're going to be dumping another 20,000 gallons of water a minute into the ocean because nothing's been done. How do I know this? I've lived in California all my life. If we're in a drought year, they raise water prices. If it's pouring rain, they raise water prices. It's coming. I'm telling you, it is coming. Okay. Yet yeah, this is an this is enough. This is another story. I I, I kind of hate this story. I kind of think it's funny. Um, there are a few problems with entertainment, and entertainment is run by leftists. Okay, first they have nothing new. Hollywood and Broadway they have no more ideas. That's why companies like Disney actually rehash the same story that was written 70 years ago in a cartoon. They create nothing new. And then when they do try to revamp their old movies, they their hands are tied. Wokeness makes everything sterile. So, for example, The New Little Mermaid by Disney. Not only did they replace Ariel with a black gal, which is fine, the black gal is not going to fall in love with the prince because of uh, sexism or some sort of crap like that. So, I mean, she's just going to want to walk the land and see how screwed up the land is and then go back. I mean, I don't understand why you would take away romance, which adds to the conflict of the story. That is, except if you want to pervert a beloved and mortal moral story. Because you don't want this story. I mean, there is nothing. I have no desire. I loved The Little Mermaid. The music was great. The story was great. It was one of my favorite movies. The, I, but now they're going to... I have no desire to see this. Especially since, I mean, the gal who's starring as The Little Mermaid... First off, she screams racism every time she's interviewed which is just annoying. Stop doing that. Second, the way she describes the story, it sounds like it's going to be boring. Like, what conflicts are you going to end up here? So, I, according to the New York Post, they're, they're, now they're going to try and corrupt another great story, and this one's off-Broadway. So, according to the New York, New York Post, let the flesh be with you. A sexy Star Wars-themed show is strip-teasing its way to a galaxy near you. By the way, Star Wars is owned by Disney. The Empire Strikes Back, a burlesque parody, opens on May 10th at the Orpheum Theater in the East Village. It's based on characters from the franchise features, franchise and features. Sultry, sultry Stormtroopers, a dangerously enticing Boba Fett, and a lady like Skywalker, of course. They're transing Luke Skywalker. We have scantily clad droids. We have female feminine Darth Vader, publicist Victoria Westbrook told the Post. I think one of the reasons people like Darth Vader, he was big 
He was masculine. He was menacing. He was the definition of toxic masculinity. That's why they liked Darth Vader. And then you had Luke Skywalker, who was a boy who was entering into the into adulthood, masculine adulthood. It's one of the reasons that was really annoying about Luke Skywalker. He needed to be a man, but he didn't know how. Well, that's what happens when you... Okay, anyway, continuing. It's a night of pure fun. This is a show that's really for all Star Wars lovers. We call it Gathering of the Clan, a place for nerds to come and have the best night ever. Well, nerds wanting to see Princess Leia in a bikini is not a shock, but now if they can see... I don't know how they'd react to Darth Vader wearing a bikini, but maybe. I don't know. Continuing. The production is the brainchild of Russell S. Beatty, who first launched the show in his native Australia in 2011. Who wants to bet Russ Beatty is gay? It came to... No, I better not say that. That's not good. I Actually, he might just be a pervert. Anyway, it came to the States as one a one-night-only performance in California in 2018 and 2019 played at the PlayStation Theater on Broadway. The co costumes, the set pieces are super detailed. So for the most nerdy Star Wars nerd, there is a clear reference for the work we are parodying, says producer David Foster. Maybe I'm being a little hard on them because it does actually sound kind of cool, but I'm a man and I like to see women dress scantily. Sounds kind of sexist, but I mean, it is what it is. The only problem I have here is that it perverts something, again, that is wholesome and moral, and parents have been handing down to their, to their children for the past, I guess, four generations? And now you're making it into something that involves sex. And if you've seen Star Wars, I'm sure you have, sex had nothing to do with Star Wars. It's kind of, and see, this is what artists today do. It's kind of like the guy who painted the image of the Virgin Mary using cow crap and putting it in a museum, and he uses the Madonna as the model. It's perversion. It's sick. It's for shock value. It's not made for the sake of art. It's made to shock. And it's really, it's kind of gross. But what it also does is, it sterilizes everything. It really just doesn't make it... If you're constantly trying to shock, which is what Hollywood and Broadway are trying to do, they're constantly needing to shock instead of producing something of high quality. Then it's just going to be boring because everything is supposed to be shopping, shocking. And then when you see something, when you see it and you're like, okay... Well, I'm going to go home and look at porn now. I mean, it's boring. So I don't I don't know. It's just this stuff just bothers me. I watch Frasier all the time. I love Frasier. I've watched it. It's one of the greatest television shows out there. But the problem, would Frasier be able to be made today? Absolutely not. It would never survive today because it's not politically correct. It's not offensive, but it's not politically correct either. Shows like Seinfeld, Frasier, Cheers, they're original. They're sharp. 
today everything's got an as it's just the edge is dull. The edge is boring. It's the same thing. You know what to expect. Friends was like the last show that I sat there and realized this show is beginning to suck. And all shows from there kind of went along the lines of Friends. I thought Friends was one of the most overrated shows out there. I thought this is boring. This isn't funny. These people are all, I mean, the men are stupid. They Did you see, that was the first time I noticed they made the men pretty stupid in the show. Insecure and stupid. And the women were bright, except for um, one of them. But it just got so boring. And even that show, which is about as politically correct as you can get, that show's got problems today. A show like Frasier would never make it. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Thank you.